Hi, I'm Greg Evaziak. And I'm Luke Phillips. And this is the Semi Crazy Podcast. The podcast by truckers, for truckers. I might save that sound bite for like sometime when you just like when I say something and you can just I can just drop it once we've got a board. You don't want to say anything more like you did last time? No. <laughs> I don't know that it actually caught anything. Our our editor has edited out quite a lot of my sound bites. Yeah, we should actually probably cut just for sound bites. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think episode <laughs> Four or five, she told me that it was like 23 that she edited out, and I counted 10 that were still in there, so I think I need to settle down a little bit. I think it was 23 at the point that she talked to you, and she edited it out, and that wasn't 23 total. <laughs> Roger. Yeah, okay. So I'm working on that. Yeah. No, it's all good. There's, there's got to be one guy that... I'll drop the odd F-bomb, so I'm okay. I Yeah, it's like every third word. Yeah, no, yeah, it's I, bad. I it's okay. I I was that way for a long time. It's a descriptive word. It it gets a guy's point across. Well, you can use it as an adjective. It can be an adverb. It can be a verb. It can be a noun. Like I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like I mean, I think there's a comedy bit on that, just on all the different ways you can use the f bomb. Me, it's the best word out there. I think <laughs> it's most versatile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it's probably should be in your on your class one, on your test. Oh, definitely. To see if you can properly use it. Yeah, the proper <laughs> use of it. Because it's, yeah, trucking. If you, if you insert it in the wrong spot, then that's it. You're done. Yeah, failed. failed. Done. Auto fail. So how was your week? Uh, It was kind of three weeks. Oh. Uh, Three weeks on the road. Not six days on the road. But it was good. I had, uh, I had a really good run and and uh, kind of went all over the place and um, ended up up north but before that I, would, I went across into the states um yeah just really all over and finally got my oil changed uh which is i mean I, i'm doing long drains we kind of talked about that before you and i together i don't yeah. think we've talked about it online but uh yeah I, I i just had a good run and in the middle of it i stopped at um i i actually did one set of days off and visited with my son which was awesome as he's out east right now. And then on my other set of days off, I was in Moose Jaw. And what I've been doing, I can say days off, it's just a reset, right? Yeah. But like if I get a, re- a half. Yeah. If I get a reset, I grab a hotel room and get out of the truck and just kind of, I don't know, it, it's way more refreshing for me. Yep. Yeah, definitely. I can, I can see that. Because even like with what I'm doing, by Friday morning, Saturday morning is even worse, but I've had enough. I'm ready to get out of the truck. Yeah. Even more so when, when my wife comes with me. Then it's like, yeah, day five, let's have let's get out and have more than a shoulder room between the two of us. Yeah, no doubt. I know lots of the heavy haul guys that I worked with at Triton, uh, that's what they said they would do too. Like when they heavy hauled, they, they actually took hotel rooms fairly often here and yep. there. Especially like if they're going down someplace empty, and then all their trailers stacked. Well, then they'd probably use a truck stop. And, but I mean, most of the time when they were coming back loaded, 
they would stop here or there with uh you know where they could park i guess they're probably it's pullouts and stuff right yeah and that was uh i definitely stayed in hotels more when i was empty than when i was loaded oh really eh? yeah granted the last company i worked at i can i worked there a year and i can count on one hand the amount of times i slept in my truck but uh that was part of the deal yeah and it was just easier um there's less to worry about when you don't have to unhook every night. Yeah. Right. Like the last other place that I've heavy hauled other places, you dolly off every night, go to town, get fuel, you know, spend the night at the truck stop, dolly like bobtail back out there, hook back up. Right. Yeah. Which is a pain in the winter. Cause now you've got to sit there for like 45 minutes for your brakes and everything to cool off and then roll ahead. And then you can dolly off. And, <laughs> um, but no, the last place I worked, uh, it was hotels every night and all the uh company pickups were diesels and had slip tanks so i never i never unhooked no no well that's all right then yeah fuel me up chuck my bag in a pilot truck off to the hotel away we go right that was your week uh really short i did three days three loads because i sent my truck and trailers in for alignment at the beginning of the week so oh, really yeah unloaded on monday and then uh the uh last week I put four new drives on all across my back axle there. Yeah. So $400 to align it on $3,200 worth of tires. Why not? Right. So I unloaded on Monday. And uh, as previously stated, that place is a pain to unload. So that took, well, I I showed up for my two o'clock appointment. I showed up at one and the guy that was in front of me was from the 10 o'clock appointment. He finally pulled off the trap at 3.30. Ouch. So, compared to his, mine went smooth. I started at dumping finally at 4.30 and I was out of there at like 6.30, 7 o'clock. So, just went over and dropped the truck off and came home and hung out all day Tuesday and then went to work on Wednesday. Did a load from uh, around here to southern Alberta and then did one from basically the Montana border uh, in Saskatchewan to Regina and then oh. brought my load home. It was a gravy week for me. <laughs> I need those every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah, it was really weird. The guy doesn't even get really, like, wound up into the swing of things, and he's back home. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's like, a... And I don't know if... Stop me if we've talked about this, but there's a rhythm you get into. And that's, like, even for me being out these three weeks, I pro there was a, uh, a point where I could make a decision to... I could have grabbed a load that was cheaper to come home. Yeah. But there was also something better that I could grab that was going to keep me out. And I was kind of having a good run of revenue. Might it's, as well just keep it going. Yeah. And it just feels like there's a, yeah, like a, a momentum to it. And so it's like, okay, well, I don't want to disrupt that. Cause there's other times where I'd be like, Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I just, I, I'm going to go home. Yeah. See ya. Yeah. And then you get home and then that doesn't really, something doesn't quite align. Right. So your Monday load turns into a Monday afternoon, which isn't quite as, and then that kind of screws things like, yeah. So yeah, that was like the, the May long weekend. I was in a rhythm and I, I was just going and then had to unload Tuesday. But then I had like a six or a 4 PM unload on Tuesday and that took forever. So I didn't get to my reload which so then it was like Wednesday morning and it just threw my whole week out. Oh yeah. That sucks. Cause that, yeah, just sucks. Um, I did have something happen last week that was a, a humbling experience, a little reminder to 
when you get in a routine, stick in your routine. Oh, yeah. So for me, my routine is I wake up in the morning, get out, do my walk around, pull a dipstick, fire the truck up, and then do another walk around and get in and make my coffee. And then I unload. So I need like an hour before wherever I start work. Right. Yeah. But uh, they were ready for me early on Friday morning. So they were supposed to be ready at eight. And I woke up at seven and seven, ten buddies coming around the corner to my truck. He's like, yeah, we'll get you in there right now. Otherwise, we got three trucks in front of you. And I was like, okay, well, I'll make my coffee on the scale, whatever, right? But their scale is you've got three, four inches on each side is what I have because I had the long top hat lug nuts. Uh... And their scale side is, well, it's taller than my bottom step. So it's a tall one. And I just wasn't on the ball enough and took off some lug nut covers. Ah. Mm-hmm. The long lug nut covers or no more? Well, I'm, some. Some. I took off five of them. So half. Yeah, because it was first thing in the morning, and I kind of was thinking about it as I was driving on there, and I reached over. I was already rolling my window down to stick my head out, and I heard it like, I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. Like, this, whatever. <laughs> Gone now. Yeah, drove over them. Like, just kept driving on the scale, walked back there after, hung my head in shame, and, you know, picked them up. And, yeah. And, of course, because they're old, they're corroded. Like, they don't look new. So I can't just buy five new ones and put them on. I got to buy 20 new ones. <laughs> so, yeah, just, then... just shows don't let people pressure you out of your rhythm yeah. and your routine. No, that's the truth. And then, I mean, it's understandable in that case because you don't want to be stuck there behind three other trucks. Especially when it was, that was my Friday and I was in Regina and all I had to do was wash out and load in Moose Jaw and I was going home. I've never been that lucky. I've never gotten home before the sun goes down on a Friday night. So, yeah. again, not having my head in the right place, I guess, right? Well, it's just, it, it is routine though. I mean, if you, you have things that you check in a certain order, like, that's uh i i dropped a trailer once when i was younger and that's exactly what it was i did i was going around and then someone asked me a question and i went over to help them do their thing and then i went back over finished dollying up rolling up the dolly legs and i backed in mm. did that so okay i missed i didn't do a visual on the jaws that's also part of it and at the time i didn't realize that with the with the Holland on the front that the bolt, if the bolt's sticking out. Yeah. It's no good. It's not locked. Right. So I should have. This must be very, very early on in your career. Well, this is a long, long time. Ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is, is uh, maybe even before I had my license. I'll just say, well, I think you're saving yourself right now yeah. by saying that. So. <laughs> so long time ago. Yeah. And I, uh, so as I pulled away from the door and, uh, yeah, pulled away from the door and started to turn. And then I heard I heard it. At least I caught it when it just landed on the tail frame. So I didn't pull the lines and everything else out. But then I had to crank it up and the front end was loaded. So cranking it was enough of a memory to... Yeah, and then I was able to dump the air and put some 2 by 4s and jack it up a little and crank a little bit more and played around with it. And nobody saw. So this is the first time in like 25 years that this has come out. I'm about to follow it up with my story. So, and... <laughs> but yeah, it was a just a a good experience to have early. Yep. I knew that 
I, I yeah. If you if the you, importance of routine. Yeah, as you're doing it, just say, just give me a minute. Yeah, and go through and check those little things. And I saw a guy pull out of a truck stop and get you know about the same point through a turn once and drop his trailer, which reminded me to always check it if even even if you've been sleeping all night in the truck stop. See, you're triggering two stories here oh. for me now. So <laughs> you were that guy? <laughs> no, no, I caught it before that. But with the trailer dropping thing, uh, it was again. It was very early on in my career that uh, I was hooking, pulled in, unhooked the low boy, grabbed the jeep, hooked the jeep up to the low boy, and get going. But the whole time I'm on the phone with the boss, and he's telling me what I'm doing. Right, so distracted, didn't tug test on the jeep. I got a mile down the road and then stopped at a stop sign. And I was still on the phone. Shouldn't admit this, but I was still on the phone. And I'm pretty sure when I touched the brakes at the stop sign is what pulled it off the fifth wheel. Because what when I figured out what had happened is I was around the corner, still on the phone, and my air was leaving. Like I can hear it going through my valve and my dash, oh, right? <laughs> and I look in my mirror, and there's my low boy sitting on its nose where I stopped for the stop sign. Like it didn't even <laughs> leave the stop sign. But I had pulled that corner hundreds of times so i knew that i didn't again whatever anyway shouldn't have not looked in my mirror but yeah didn't look in my mirror took corner big wide corner made a bunch of times but now i've ripped the airlines out it's a single drop low boy i'm in a a day cab winchless right (laughs) it's a fixed neck low boy too so you can't you know there's no rollers or anything so it's called the pit boss that's at the shop and get him to bring a loader call a mechanic so we can some lines well we were gonna flip the neck originally but this neck had never been flipped and so i couldn't i pounded on the kingpin for like 10 minutes couldn't get the kingpin out so yeah call a mechanic to cage brakes wheel the thing back to the shop just hanging my head in shame the whole time (laughs) i'm on my way to an sos call when this happens right which is why i was on the phone and in a rush i don't know how my boss felt about it we never he was never really hard on me about that because he knew how my dad would be on me about it but I remember being on the phone. I was like, oh, what? Oh, oh, shit. I got to call you back. Click. And I didn't call him for like an hour. Oh, I was Because I was not calling him again until I was fixed and leaving, right? But he uh, he pulled in the shop as we were getting the low boy back there. So, yeah. And then coming to your dropping in the truck stop thing, I parked at a Flying J in Saskatchewan. And uh, just when I was pulling in, the pump attendant was putting pylons up in front of this pump so i was like hey can you wait i'll pull through there park on the other side of it if this pump's going to be down for a while i'm just running in for a shower okay yeah no problem he did that i run in for a shower and i'm religious about that i check them and yep somebody had pulled my pin because i was parked in front of the pumps for like 20 minutes to shower a closed pump jeez so it just goes to show and especially right now with everything going in the states to double check your shit oh yeah right yeah. And it comes back to not getting complacent, right? No, absolutely. Because we all do that oh, from yeah. time to time. Like I've, I know I got way more stories about that where it's, yeah, you, you jump out of jump out of the rhythm or you're just like, you've, you've got so much other stuff going on. You you know that, like, you you know the route, you know the whatever. You just know it, so you just don't think to do the, ex, the extra stuff that you're supposed to do all the time anyways, right? So. Yeah, like that scale's closed, so why would I put a chain on that bucket? <laughs> yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. That is correct. Yeah. 
never never hauled a machine with an extra bucket in the bucket with a thumb and not chained it down. No, my I never have either. I'm Hydraulics also, never fail, no. right? I've also never hauled a log loader with a cab up on the highway. No, that doesn't happen. No. 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 There is one that I could admit to because it's on my abstract. It's public knowledge, but I'm still not going to. Oh, there but, you go. Yeah. Log loader on the highway? No. No. No, that one you'd still be in jail for. Yeah. Oh, I was over height, overweight. No log book. Yeah. No. We can leave it at that. Yep. Yeah, it was a good one. <laughs> but he's that DOT that did that. He sits there and he knows that that's what he's going to catch. And he's caught, oh, myself, probably three or four of my buddies pulling big wheels because it's out of a, a place that lots of guys go to get big equipment fixed, right? And yeah. they hang out there. Well, yeah. I, I, I think we're probably fixing to see more of that. Oh, I think a lot more with this whole, at least in Alberta, with this Sheriff DOT map coming together. Um, I haven't looked into it. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But I'd like to get somebody on here to, to shine some light on it. Yeah, and we should have that. Uh, and don't want to say, don't want to tip the hat too much. But yeah, if all goes well, we'll have somebody within a month or so here to kind of shed a little more light on it, right? So, Yeah, that would be good. It would be very good. I had... Uh, a little, you know, those heart skipping moments. Yeah. So I was coming into a 60 zone on the highway down here and seen, uh, seen an unmarked, like just plain. I had a suspicion that it was an unmarked truck, but wasn't really worried about it. And, uh, got passed by a tanker in the 60 zone. I was probably doing about 70, but he was doing like 90. And then a SUV pulled out from behind the unmarked pickup. And that's when my heart sank because out from behind this marked, unmarked comes the cvse badge uh right and then it was like oh okay this isn't an rcmp speed trap this is a dot trap and then his lights come on and now i'm behind the tanker so i'm like oh no oh no and he pulled up right behind me and then like last second pulled out and went and pulled the tanker over but you know and that was like first thing wednesday morning i just picked my truck up like oh oh, this is this is how i'm gonna start my week literally like four miles from my house i'm just gonna call it a week yeah if I'm about to get pulled over and get a ticket, I'm just going home. <laughs> you don't need to tell me twice to stay home and drink beer. <laughs> That's enough of that. Yeah, like, I I, I could say it now because, I mean, there's lots of times in the past where I didn't follow the rules to some degree or another, right? And I was, I went and picked up a 336. And I didn't know exactly how much more. The 336s were pretty new. Yep. Fairly new. So, mm-hmm. anyways, I was... The guy I was working with says, well, I think they weigh about the same as a 330 or pretty close. Not thinking that 36, well, it's 36 tons, not 30 tons. And it has a bucket and a cleanup. And so I had uh, I had an eight wheel, or not eight wheel. Oh, geez, that'd really make that. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had uh, an eight wheel Jeep. Okay, yeah. I dried them and my tandem. Oh, you could scale that. It'd be really close. Mm, yeah it wasn't i couldn't get quite enough up front yeah you'd be heavy on the try yeah and i was over permit on i would have been over permitted on the back yeah and i couldn't get like a thousand kg not much yeah yeah Yeah, not a lot but with the bucket the extra bucket right and you're so 
and if I would have had my aluminum rims with me, which is what I used to do, I'd, I could have ran it up over the neck farther and I wouldn't have touched the tires on the Jeep yet. And I would have been able to get that extra weight up front that I needed. Yeah. But I couldn't. And didn't think to permit because it was one of those things like it's got to be there in the morning. It's got to go to Saskatchewan and, and we'll get your Saskatchewan permit. Don't worry about it. So my truck phoned somebody else's little boy. Let's go. So anyways, I load up. Didn't. Or actually, no, I didn't even load it. It was loaded for me in the yard. Back my truck underneath it, hooked up, took off. So like 9.30, I'd just come back from somewhere else, uh, picked it up and drove, got to Atchison because it was coming out of Whitecourt. Get to Atchison, I'm like, I'm going to wheel in there and see what it weighs. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll just midnight, midnight run it. I'll never see anybody, right? Dark permit. It's yeah, exactly. Fine. Just go. Let's go. And I was going into Saskatchewan. I can't even remember which highway it was. I wish I could. But... I didn't get all the way there. I was too tired. Pulled into a pull out. Get up early in the morning and I'll go across there. Get up in the morning and it's blowing and it's disgusting. And I'm on what's supposed to be a primary highway, which in Saskatchewan can mean anything from a goat trail to a perfectly good piece of blacktop. This is a little more towards goat trail. The and one that's only primary because they just don't care about it anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. kind of like that. And so I luckily didn't meet any trucks because a lot of the places there it was one maybe eight wide lane and i of course with a 336 is a lot wider than that and yeah nine foot seven oh no no they're like 10 10 foot seven yeah over the edge of my 10 wide low boy yeah long story short after about 16 dirt roads i got onto the regular north south that goes to um oh it starts with a k it's not kinderly corrobert corrobert yeah so you know where you go, and you go down across the river, and then up and climb on the other side. It's it's that main north south, like right along the border there. You yeah, know which highway I'm talking about. But yeah, as you come down to the as you come down to the river there, I was just thinking like I'm not I'm like 15 miles from my destination. We made her. Yeah, still don't have a Saskatchewan permit, but I'm good, right? Yeah, we're here. We're yeah. we're fine. So as I as I come down through there. And climb up the other side. I look at the top, and I can see the red and blue is waiting for yeah, you. Yeah, bubblegum machine. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh no. And he's on the opposite side of the road. And then I start looking, and he's got a grain hauler there. Thankfully, there's a grain hauler. And yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> and he has portable boat. Oh. So as that guy pulls onto the portables with his front wheels, the, the like the DOT is looking at me, like staring at me as I go by. But he's already got this guy in the portable. So there's no way he's packing up and coming after me, right? So, I mean, my, like, when I saw the lights at first, my heart was like, <laughs> I'm done. Like, I'm just going to put my hands out. Like, here's the, just put the cuffs on. Yeah. And I got no permit. I'm overweight. I'm everything else. But I cruised by. I made that, like, last 15 miles with my, like, shorts just clenched straight up, right? Because I was like, oh, put, put in the oil pan. Yeah. Let's exactly. go. Yeah. <laughs> and I got to where we were going and I wheeled in. And off the main road and just got onto the side road where the gate and everything is closed behind me. And about 10 minutes later, as I was walking the hole off, a DOT went driving by. But I'm not on the road anymore. Can't say yeah. anything. Oh, that was like that, that that last little bit there, though. My art was just, yeah. I know you've been there, too. <laughs> oh, definitely been there. Yeah. I have been there a few times. Yeah. I've been, we were down one time when I first started Lobo in, like, you know, first two years, and my dad was working for the same company, we're moving a crusher. Yeah. And uh, anybody that's moved crusher equipment knows that it ain't 
<laughs> yeah. Dark permit. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the boss called us when we were like two miles away from the new end. And he says, there's a county mountain here and he wants to pick on the next truck. Says the next truck pulls in here. We got to talk to because we don't have a road use agreement. Like, well, I've got something I should have a 16 wheel Jeep under sitting on my tandem truck. So <laughs> he's like, hey, well, what's your dad got? And I was like, well, he's got he had something like he weight wise. It was fine, but he's never going to pass an inspection. I think it was a surge bin or something. Oh, right? yeah. And he's like, hey, we'll send him in there. So send him in and I wait and I wait and like half an hour goes by and I get a text. Okay, come on in. And yeah, he had dad pulled over, had his coveralls on, climb around under this thing. And I roll by. And just as I leave what we had made as an approach, which is where this guy's doing it. Yeah. My drive get onto the sand bed and I just sink. Oh, no. <laughs> buried. This DOT comes, pops out from underneath dad's truck, comes over. He's like, oh, you think you sank because you're really heavy? I was like. No, I think I sank because my uh, my weight, you know, it's just sand. I'm not overweight. Yeah, that did not fly with him. He saw my suspension gauge sitting at like 110. Oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, we'll pull you backwards and, and put you on portables. So that was, yeah, I guess that wasn't a good one. I didn't get away with that one. No. <laughs> but uh, yeah, sometimes you just, sometimes you get away with it like you and sometimes you end up so close yet so far yeah but they've got a job to do right like uh, by no means am i saying that the dot's are are dicks or anything like that right like they've that's just it we're truck drivers we've got a job to do their job is to keep us from killing people because yeah. that like realistically when you think about it yeah they give us tickets for overweights and silly stuff like that but they also catch a lot of guys that are running down the roads without brakes or without inspections right like oh yeah no, and I, I agree with you 100%. It's not, I mean, there is, there are some that are dicks. I mean, there's some of that in every, yeah. but there's a lot of truck drivers that are too. Oh, yeah. And it's how you, how you approach them and how their day has been, right? We're all humans. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, you catch a guy on a bad day. Yeah, he's got authority. So <laughs> it sucks, but we need them out there just as so much as we have to be out there. During your operation, right? You don't generally have a lot worry about it no just the general hassle like that's all i'm ever worried yeah. about with mine is the lost time and the yeah because if they want to find something they can and that's the truth yeah like i've been told that too by my friends in the dot and i think i've said it here before it's not what we not what we pull you in for that's going to get you in trouble 95 percent of the time and if we want to find something we will yeah exactly and they can i mean you can pick that so much of those laws are, are interpretation so it makes it it does make it difficult but i mean if you're you're generally doing a good job with it and and you're keeping your stuff up and they can tell that you're you're gonna be okay yep well exactly and especially when it gets to like the level one side of things if they get on their creeper and your truck's an absolute disaster underneath and full frame rails are all full packed of mud they're gonna look a lot harder and they're gonna dig around in that mud yeah right but if everything's clean-ish been washed in the last month yeah or drove through a good rain then uh you're a little more likely to get a little leniency leniency yeah you got it pretty much pretty much yeah sorry that's what editing's for i don't know if she can change that word or you mm. just want to get rid of it altogether give them leeway leeway yeah there you go they can give you more leeway yeah, yeah that, that works too. too there we go we'll see what she can do with that i'm not gonna i'm not gonna give you a hard time about words because i've messed up enough too <laughs> or use the wrong 
Words are hard. Yeah. <laughs> Words are hard. Technology's hard. Yeah, all of these things we we can struggle with. Right? Truck driving's hard. Yeah. I wouldn't well, like I was saying in the last one, that we as as uh, computer as computer guys or podcasters, we make good truck drivers. So Right? And we even have coffee delivery now. Yeah. We're moving up in the world. Yeah. yeah. New mics. Coffee delivery. Now if only we could get high quality internet. <laughs> Well, that's on your that's on your end anyway, it's not me. Yeah, too many trees. I don't know if you noticed on your way in, but there's trees that block it. Oh, that's privacy. privacy. That's right. I think I'll I'll figure out some internet stuff. It'd be nice like they I've got one of those hotspots that uh I originally got to take in the truck with me. Was the idea. But then um my lovely wife explained to me they don't like it when you take your stuff like your oh, hotspots hot moving oh they don't like that so you're running saskatchewan plates right yeah because yeah. you're out of you're leased on with saskatchewan company so are you going to run a saskatchewan sticker or are you going to do a alberta cvip sticker i'm just deciding that it's interesting that all the jurisdictions are different on on the cvip and what was allowed and what's not allowed they're pretty much all the same except for alberta isn't it I know Manitoba, Saskatchewan, BC are all six months. Yeah. Is Manitoba six months? No, see, I don't know that either. Hmm. But then they all have some little differences. I mean, jurisdictionally, it's like that in the States as well, right? I mean, there's so, there's certain rules that are, are all the way across the U.S. are the same. But then there's so many differences per, you know, state or, you know, sometimes even in just one general area, like the Northwest has some stuff that's the same. Like you can have all those freaking lift axles and everything else and that's okay yeah and like uh i think it's montana is the only one that recognizes super bees yeah yeah, yeah. or you can permit a super bee or something like that yeah. but bc is the same way too like there's different i know like permit wise there's different four or five different jurisdictions in bc within bc yeah yeah like there's way different rules for heavy hauling up dawson creek country compared to lower mainland well in in the dawson area is more basically aligned with alberta yeah i was gonna say it's basically an extension of alberta yeah yeah it'd be nice to see it uh more uniform across the board and i i've never i was kind of scoffed at the u.s uh weight rules like the eighty thousand pound and just in the in the fact that that i just thought it was kind of ridiculous like it's such a small it seems like such a small load right right? Yeah. yeah everything you haul up here I mean, just about everybody's pulling tritum and everything else, right? So then, but we go to now looking at our roads versus when it runs south. Oh, it shines. That 80,000 pound rule looks pretty solid right now because, I mean, things deteriorate pretty fast if there's not enough spent on infrastructure. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is the last couple of years up here in Alberta, we've had a really weird freeze-thaw cycle. Like, yeah, that's true too. like this year, pretty much all of the snow was melted before the frost actually came out of the ground. So there's a lot of pooling. So I think like saturation, right? Because I've seen potholes this year that are on the yellowhead and down to gravel. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's crazy. <laughs> um. So I think like I'm by no means am I saying that that's all of it, but it's definitely part of it, I think. But it really shines like you cross the border at Sweetgrass. Pretty much the same roads, but it's the weight difference and the speed limit difference. Like, it's crazy. 
Yeah, they got to do something about these roads up here. Yeah, it's a, no, it's it's atrocious. It's there even I was coming when I was coming down from Hay River, and I came out of the White Court scale. I was trying to weave in and around so that I wasn't hitting any of these, like they're craters. Yeah, yeah they're literally they're craters down to gravel. Yeah. yeah, and and then there's right along the edge, so where the pavement meets on the merge lane, is like it's freaking six inches deep. And it's not just on a provincial level. Like you cross into Alberta on the Yellowhead, which is a federal highway. Yeah. And there's a noticeable difference. So I don't know why that is. Because from my understanding, the Yellowhead is a federally funded highway. And on, on a province by province basis right now, I don't know. I haven't spent much time in Ontario lately, so I can't speak to that. I can say. You're not missing out on much. <laughs> I could say Manitoba was, uh, you know, I'm going to throw provinces under the bus here, but there's like, there's two highways in Manitoba. One of them, like there's 60 miles of it that's shut down as a primary highway because just the potholes and stuff. It's just like, it's completely destroyed. I think it's highway 23. I was just down there in Southern. So like South of highway two, South of Brandon, uh, South of the, tra- uh, the TC. Oh yeah. And so it was like, avoid this area and it was right where i was going to load too so i had to kind of make a like a 20 mile detour to not hit that highway to go there yeah grid road yeah, yeah. but and and the grid roads are great that's the funny thing the grid roads are fantastic like they're they're like billiard table smooth yeah i noticed that even with saskatchewan too yeah it, it's true yeah and, it, and like so when you see those detours it's so funny you're on the primary highway and you're bouncing your ass around and you're getting like thrown out of the seat and then it says all trucks over eight ton turn right and you're like really you're gonna turn me on the gravel you get on the gravel and you're like i don't want to go back on the pavement yeah no exactly i uh i grid road quite a bit and it's just enjoyable once you get like my tough part was going from the oil field lease roads where it's 80 and do 80 otherwise the road boss is gonna shit on you yeah, yeah. to this i just kick her back at 40 because that's what my cruise sets at and just hang out but uh, even if you do 40 on some of them primary highways down there, you're getting trash. Like there's one that runs from, uh, climax up to through Bracken there. Oh, okay. And I went that way the other day and yeah, it's, it was like 40, 45 and dodging constantly. Like don't look around at the scenery or anything <laughs> like that. Yeah, that's right. I do like going, uh, BC's better that way for sure. Like, but I mean, they don't have as many secondary stuff. No, there's less less infrastructure there. Period. Right. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, I was. My computer shut off. Technical difficulties. Yeah, that one's on you. Yeah, I'll take it. That's fine. I'm not technical at all. No, they had to send me to a course for e- when they put me on e-log. Oh, really? Yeah, they had to send me to like an operations course with the person that installed and set up e-logs. Yeah. I can I can muddle my way through most stuff and I've, I've like I'm passable. The kids always show me stuff. Yeah. Like, like I'll, I'll think, think I've I like my phone. I, there's lots of stuff on my phone. I have no idea. I think I'm like really proficient with it. And then they're like, oh, no, no, no. You just swipe this way and do this and do that. And then it, there's like 15 different shortcuts that I had no idea existed. Yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, my wife just did that on her computer yeah. like well an hour ago <laughs> how do you do that i had no idea how that like yeah i'm still i'm really new on the mac stuff 
Yeah. So on the new Mac, I'm just like Apple Mac, not Mac Mac. Yeah. Clarify that, cause it's truckers. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know lots about Mac. Mac. Yeah. I sold them. Yeah, yeah, you'd be studied right up. I'd hope. Yeah. Yeah. But remember, I, yeah, I was telling you, and I, I would say, I would recommend to anybody if they get a chance to go, uh, because when I sold Macs, we used to get to take our our customers to the, to the. Um, Oh, geez, good, good. I can't even remember what it was. We used to take them to. Oh, we take them to the plant. Like, so we would get to go to the engine plant, and we would get to go to the, like, the regular plant where all the trucks are manufactured and put together. Assembly line. That's the word I was looking for. It took you a long time to dig that deep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, uh, one's in Pennsylvania and one's in, uh, in Maryland, uh, near Baltimore, just a little ways out of Baltimore. But anyways, uh, at the powertrain facility. I like I was talking to you about it. That is one of the most interesting places I've ever been. So if you get a chance to tour anyone's manufacturing facility, take it because it's it's just really eye opening to see how everything that goes into building a truck. Yeah, there was talk of me going down to the Kenworth one when they were building that tri drive, but uh, it just never worked out. I'm pretty sure my boss went, but somebody's got to actually work, you know. <laughs> Oh, you're young yet. You'll get you'll get your chance, I'm sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> now, audience interference now too. Jeez. Yeah. Well, that's a, this would be the first time we've ever had some audience. So, but I mean, that's also the, the that's also because we now get coffee delivered. So yeah, I'm coffee willing... delivery. I think it's the new mics that you got. It really snapped us up in the world here. Yeah. Well, we can wrap it up. It's all good. I got the I got stuff to go do as well, and I know you got some some wrenching to do as well and yeah like, i'm just forever wrenching put in a six and a half hour shift yesterday out here and that was just on the peat that's where we when we talk old truck new truck and when we actually talk uh new used yes that's the the biggest kind of difference between the two right yeah and i think that's something like i've got a plan to rectify that in my world it's going to take me a couple years but um and it's definitely not a, a new truck but there's a plan there it'll be like new <laughs> well, i'll i'll pull you to the dark side one day yeah it doesn't mean i'm still gonna have something old sitting in the yard though. <laughs> <laughs> well that doesn't mean i'm never gonna have something old in the yard yeah yeah i keep on sending you stuff but you just i can't get you to bite yet well i gotta buy like podcast stuff and uh, cameras and things like that so one of these days it'll be a you know an old kenworth and old mac or that's one thing I did not notice about, like, when we got into this podcasting, I never thought about how much stuff it would actually take. Yeah. And now that it's kind of taking off and we're getting kind of serious about it, it's it's something, like, you got to schedule and spend money on. <laughs> but it's if it's something you love doing, and if it's something where you get information out to people, then it's got to be done. Yeah, I enjoy doing it. I, I, I'll do it as long as people will listen. Right? Yeah. And even when people aren't listening, I'll probably do it anyways, because otherwise yeah, exactly. then uh, my wife has to listen to all the crap. So, Wow. She is the producer, so she listens to it anyway. <laughs> but <laughs> Oh, wait, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it is like a full-time job getting an old truck. Yeah. There's always little stuff. There's always little stuff. Like my passenger side window stopped rolling down the other day. <laughs> oh, and then get this. I start, so... I'm unloading and I start tearing my dash apart, Trace, because it's got to be a broken wire, right? It's yeah. got to be. No, no. There's just no power going there anymore. It comes where the main power comes into the switch. It's just not there. 
So I run, I jump power to the switch, and it works fine. So I don't know. Old trucks, they're great. You've been listening to the Semi Crazy Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe. You can find me on Instagram, Luke Dirk Phillips. And you can find me on Instagram, Semi Crazy Inc. And on Facebook, Semi Crazy Truck Pictures. Thanks for listening.